0: Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane Podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. Good morning. I'm Eve Mayer, and you are? I'm Megan
1: Ramos, everybody.
0: And we're just two hot blondes talking to you this morning while you have your coffee. So um, today is day three of my 10-day fast. Before we started, Megan asked me how I was doing. I said, Megan, I'm not going to tell you because I want to save it for the live broadcast. But thank you guys for for joining us. Um, I am Eve Mayer with FastingLane.com. This is Megan Ramos of IDMProgram.com. She is brilliant and I am being coached by her. Um, and I am doing a ten-day fast in 2019 to lose my holiday weight because it's possible I stopped eating low carb for about a week <laughs> and put on about eh, probably 10 pounds. I didn't weigh for a while, so I don't really know, but it, it was not good. Um, so anyway, Megan is here to answer questions. We've really been focusing on questions the past couple of days because my fast has been uh, pretty smooth. However, today is day three and. As many of you, I think, have experienced, and I definitely experienced, day three sucks. Um, Day three of a fast for a lot of people, it seems like, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't know why day three and sometimes day four are just this difficult point that people get to. For me, it's always been the hardest point, and I hear that from a lot of others. And then the one thing I do hear from others that I don't get is sometimes they get to day five or day six or day seven, and they're like, I could just, I feel like I could fast forever. Megan, why has that never happened to me? And when will... it? Well, I guess this is only my second extended fast, so I, like after day three or day four I just I stop. But how do I get to this euphoria, wonderful fasting feeling that I hear so many people getting to? How do I do that?
1: <laughs> you just got to keep fasting and burn through uh. in stores. So people feel people feel like garbage day three, day four is. Because that's when their body really sort of runs out of glycogen, which is storage sugar fuel. And when they run out of that, they have to switch into fat-burning mode. And fat-burning mode takes a lot of effort by the body. And the body wants to be lazy and conserve energy at all times. Just like our workstations, we try to make all ergonomic so we're not, you know, wasting any of our valuable energy throughout the day. Our bodies do the same thing on the inside they you know burning sh- on sugar is really easy because your body's just used to doing it but to get it into fat burning mode means it has to switch systems it has to turn off the sugar burning mode and get up the fat burning system up and running and it wants to avoid doing that because switching systems take some energy but eventually you don't have any sugar fuel so on day three and day four your body at this point wants to be kind of lazy and it's going to give you signals like, okay, have get a headache, you know, feel tired, feel lethargic. I want you to eat so I can be lazy and I don't have to switch in the fat-burning mode. So these symptoms that we experience on day three, these unpleasant symptoms, are sort of like our fuel light coming on in our vehicles, warning us that, hey, you better go fill up or you're going to have an empty tank. But unlike our vehicles, we will eventually run out of fuel. Our bodies don't. Because eventually when it gets so low and you only have a few kilometers or a few miles left, your body says, Ugh, okay, Eve's not going to eat any more sugar, so I better get into fat-burning mode. And as you transition into fat-burning mode, then all of a sudden you have all this fat fuel to fuel off of, so you feel fantastic. Now, most people store just a few days' worth of energy in their body in the form of glycogen and, and sugar. But some people have the capacity to store a lot more. So on average, most people have a three-day sort of sugar reserve in their body. And that's why, you know, it's that third and fourth day that they start to sort of feel crummy. But some of us store a little bit more glycogen. So we still feel crummy on day six and day seven of a fast. Okay. Um, so some of us just have a have a higher capacity. We store more, in, but we can store glycogen in our muscles, and we can store it in our liver. Our liver's got about a two-day capacity, but our, our muscles can store a bit more. So that's just individual. That makes sense.
0: So I, I I really you know today is day three. I started at a little over one hundred ninety-three pounds. Today I'm at one hundred ninety-one pounds. Um, a lot of people said, Eve, what, what the heck is wrong with you yesterday? You're, you were not smiling and you looked really mean looking at Megan. I apologize. I had to go get my blood test yesterday so I couldn't freaking have coffee. And I'm not happy when I don't have coffee. So I wasn't happy. So today I've had coffee. I went and got my blood test yesterday. Um, and as soon as I get those results back, I will share them with all of you first before and we'll do one after as well from the fast. Um, but I'm going to talk about what I, I'm doing today because a lot of people, you know, I'll be honest. Today is day three. I know because of experience that day three is the hardest for me. And everybody has said, you know, Eve, do you do you need to cook for your family? Um, are you working while you're doing this? And everyone's situation is different. So first of all, what I learned from Megan and Dr. Fung is to plan fasting around my life, not the other way around. So I picked this time of year after I'd be done with the holidays and I had these 10 days to pass. And honestly, I canceled, you know, anything I didn't need to do. I didn't have any business lunches. Uh, I scheduled, you know, business coffees. Although I do have one uh, business breakfast tomorrow where I'll just have coffee. But um, luckily because my child is 12 and my husband is freaking awesome I don't have to cook, and I don't have to shop. I went before, and I know that's not realistic for everyone, but if you have a possibility of meal prepping before, or if you have kids who are old enough, or should be old enough, um, and need to learn how to prepare their own meals, or if you have a spouse, or a partner, or a friend, or anybody who can help you with these things, ask them for their help. Ask them for their support. Sometimes it's not possible, and you have to do what you have to do. Um but um this particular fast I'm in a really lucky position where I don't need to shop, I don't need to cook. Um I'm not working at a full-time office right now, so I have all the time to, to focus on this. So knowing that day three was my hardest, today I am going to go get a hot stone massage because I've been working out a lot and it's gonna feel really great, like crazy working out. And that'll burn an hour and a half that I won't think about food because I'll probably be like snoring and drooling. It'll be very, very good looking. And then I'm going to go to therapy. Um, One thing I'd like to say is during this year, when I reached my weight goals that I had, and then I surprisingly kept going, and I got healthier, and I got hotter than I had been in in a bajillion years, it didn't fix all my life problems, right? Like, just because I looked better, and just because I was healthier and felt so much better, it didn't fix my head. So all of my mental issues and imperfections are still there. And because I have such um, psychological things tied up with food, for me, when I'm fasting and doing something like this, I want to improve my head too. I don't want to just improve my body. So I just want to encourage all of you is, A, if you do get to your goal weight, I'm sorry to say your life still won't be perfect, but it'll be better. And B, why not when you're taking the time to fast, get some emotional support from uh, your preacher, your uh, mental therapist, a counselor, um, IDM program. Like there, there are mental things that go on with your feelings with food sometimes. And then sometimes when you lose weight, I think also it brings forth issues that perhaps, at least for me, I used food to not deal with. And so I find when I work on my brain at the same time as my body, I feel better. So I just want to be open with all of you because I believe mental health is so important and why have this hot, crazy body if you don't have a hot, crazy brain, right? Right, Megan? What do you think about all this?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, I too actually realize, um, how much I use food to cope with everything in life and I've been very blessed, but I've also, been dealt some really terrible hands in life too you know it's always it's one end of the extreme um for me and i thought okay things are good things are really great now so i gotta celebrate with food like i deserve that pizza um and then things just sometimes i've I've had some really terrible circumstances family and personal and i was like oh i need to nurture myself with pasta and um i didn't realize how like messed up that my relationship with food was. And I, re- I, I actually went to cognitive behavioral therapy, um, and it was great. And I think it's such a taboo subject. I have all, all kinds of patients that I work with, and they email me privately, you know, sort of looking for resources and, um, on this. Because, you know, if you don't actually fix the foundation, it doesn't matter. You know, you can lose all of this weight and you can get this great A1C, but the next time that wave of celebrations or that wave of devastation, you know, hits you, if you don't fix all of the issues that led you to get to this point, then it's going to come back. And I, I realize that pretty early on in my journey and I sought out help and I've always been really open about talking about it but a lot of people do privately and it's this big taboo topic Um, but you know even just calling into an overeaters anonymous meeting you you don't have to be an overeater you know to, to call in any sort of food addiction is is supported in those groups and you don't even have to say anything you can call in wherever you are um into one of these support groups so you can show up and sit in the corner so a lot of a lot of the- the time the patient or someone will email me and say you know we can't afford therapy um, but that's a great option too that's completely completely free or a small donation if you'd like to make one as well but it's so important to fix that foundation because those issues are going to come back if every time something bad happened to me I ate pasta you know I'm eating pasta like three times a week um, and if every time something good happened to me I'd eat pizza I'd be eating pizza three times a week, um, and you just can't live like that. Um, learning a different skills, mental skills to help you find comfort in different activities. Also, what you said is so important is that most of fasting is mind over matter. There is going to be this third day of the fast where most people don't feel so hot. Now I know this question is going to come up, so I'm just going to address it now. If you are in a ketogenic state, like say you are doing a, a ten-day fast after you know eating keto for a week or a month, and your body is already in fat-burning mode, are you going to experience that third-day hurdle? Most likely not, or it'll be a lot more mild. So if you're already in a state of ketosis before approaching a fast, then you're not really going to get that third-day hurdle. But if you're coming off of the holidays um, or more of a low-carb diet not necessarily ketogenic diet which is very low carb then you're gonna you're gonna have some rough patches perhaps on the third or fourth day Um, but a lot of people ask me one woman that I worked with she's that months a seven day fast, and she has a tremendous amount of weight to lose. she was very diabetic. she wanted to do a twenty one day fast and um, her doctor her local doctor was very supportive in California um, I was so with all of that said and done, she had great medication instructions, great doctor support she had a lot of common sense approach to fasting she knew to stop if she wasn 't feeling well, so I felt very comfortable helping her get through this twenty one day fast. And she, she said to me, you know, how can I succeed? And working with this woman, you know, she knew to drink water. She knew to, if she was going to have coffee or tea to balance it out with extra water. She knew she was feeling lightheaded to add a pinch of salt to her water and to do that every morning. Um, so she knew all of the skills, but her downfall was that time of day, every day where she felt, ugh. You know, So for her, she worked from 7 to 3 at home, and I guess she just powered through her work, and her office was upstairs in like an attic almost, so she wasn't near food. So it was really easy for her to work, but at 3 o'clock, she was just sort of burnt out. Um, And she would go downstairs, and of course, there's the kitchen, and there's food everywhere. Um, So we had a plan. We planned sort of a couple of midday breaks for her to leave and go on walks, luckily for hers sunny California. So she had great weather all year round. So for her to actually take some downtime so she wasn't so burnt out at three o'clock. And then this meant that she was finishing work around four o'clock. So every day for 21 days, we planned an activity. Whether it was sanding down an old piece of furniture in her garage, we planned something that would keep her out of that area of the house, but still provide her with relaxation. And she blew through that 21 day fast. Like she had rough moments and she had moments where she didn't didn't take enough salt and had to relax a little bit or didn't drink enough water. But um, she never let herself get to the point of being too dehydrated. So just keeping busy is so important. So it's great that you recognize these things and you've done planned things out to help you. I've also, I've booked a few massages and manicures and pedicures to help get me through a fast. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, so be kind to yourself. I, I understand maybe some of you are sitting there going, "Well, I don't, I don't have the money or the time for a massage." That's okay. Make somebody in the house rub your feet, right? Like take a long bath and put some bubbles in it. Um, I, I like to get the Dr. Teals from Walmart, you know, with with lavender in it, and put the Epsom salts and all that. But just understand, what's that?
1: Epsom salts are great if you're fasting, because that magnesium, epsom salts, this is magnesium sulfate, that can actually give you an energy boost and help relax your system. So if you're feeling kind of agitated, it can definitely help calm you down, and that calming sensation can really sort of help um, help reduce your appetite, your craving, and your desire to eat.
0: You taught me that because I tried to take the magnesium supplement and it made me feel nauseous. And then you told me about the Epsom salts, which also since I just started doing CrossFit, which we'll talk about another day, I've been using a lot of, and that's very helpful. Um, but the, the main thing I want you to do is, is have things planned for yourself that are kind and rewarding. And, and as you go through fasting for me, the physical part has never been the biggest challenge, which is shocking because I always just thought I was so bad at it. it, is the mental part. And if you find that you are bringing up tough issues or bringing up happy things and, and you don't have that food to go to to process it with, which was my habit, you're not alone. A lot of people feel this way. And you hear that even Megan, that was her experience. A lot of us process our food, process our emotions through food. And it's a really different thing to do because every day we have emotions. Every Every day something good happens, something bad happens, or we have a memory and we don't have our typical processing mechanism in place. And honestly, I'm not even sure if day three is physically the most hard for me. I feel like it's mentally the most hard for me because now I've been going Three days without my typical celebration process. And I've gotten better over this past year with it, but you know, I'm dealing with 45, almost 45 years of breaking this habit. So learn new habits, um, get help w- with your brain, heal your brain as you heal your body, talk to a friend, talk to somebody. So, Megan, next thing. Um, last night I had a tough time sleeping, and a lot of people are also asking about sleeping. I've used melatonin. Uh, in the past to help, and, and that's nice sometimes, but I'm kind of trying to push through right now just to see what it's like so I can spe- experience what other people are experiencing. Why do we have a tough time sleeping when fasting a lot of times, and are, what things can we do?
1: Absolutely. So melatonin doesn't actually enable you to get into a very good state of deep sleep. So okay. that's why we're not really big fans of it, because you get cheap sleep. That's exactly, that's what melatonin gives you is cheap sleep. Um, I've never met a patient in 20 years or even my own experience hoping that melatonin was a damn miracle in a bottle uh, to help me get over jet lag, um, but you never wake up feeling rested. Um, people feel very energetic during a fast because your body's producing a lot of adrenaline, And it's a good thing. Like everything in life, uh, something good does have a bit of a a price tag on it. Um, So this, adrenaline boost is great because it raises your metabolic rate and this is awesome because it means you can burn more fat and especially for people who have a low metabolic rate it's a blessing you want to get this adrenaline produced um but the the side effect is you feel like go 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 like energizer bunny and instead you're you know you're ready to sort out your linen closet or go dancing at 1 a.m when you would rather be sleeping or you just uh, you know you can't sleep you've gotten to the point where you've just sleep deprived and you're feeling kind of gross and 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 kind of nasty personality wise um and it's just one of those those side effects that you just have to sort of push through now i will tell you um if you're intermittent fasting like a monday wednesday friday routine um and you're new to fasting your your body um you'll people usually struggle for the first couple of weeks but if you push through your body adapts your body's going to say okay this is eve's new level of adrenaline and she can't be sleep deprived forever so body you need to reset you know your thermostat here when it comes to adrenaline and you need to let this woman sleep the biggest issue people have with insomnia and intermittent fasting is they'll try it for 2 weeks get so tired give up and then not fast for a month, and then decide, okay, I'm going to try this again. You're, by giving up, you don't give your body a chance to adapt. I, I will tell you personally, every single time I go to do a longer fast, I I struggle with sleep issues. Yeah, for a while I did three days a week repeatedly, and I have some patients that do three days a week also each week. They'll fast like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but eventually their bodies adapt to that too because you're doing the same thing consistently, but it's every now and then when you do a fast, that's sort of at a left field, like seven days, 10 days. Yeah. It's not your usual. You will struggle, so that's why it's so important, like you were saying earlier, to, to pick your week. Um, you know, so a week that's less social activities, a week that you can still plan appropriate activities to do uh, to keep you busy, um, but also a week where it's okay if you're not super rested that week. Uh, yeah. A lot of people worry too, if the stress of sleep deprivation is going to be counterproductive to the fasting, not in a short term fast, like 10 10 days. And usually too, um, you know, people who do go on these longer fasts, it's only really problematic during the first week. So if you were someone who was doing like 14 days or longer, for whatever reason, your body would adapt too, and you would eventually start to get great sleep.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for addressing that. Our next question that many people have asked and I also experienced yesterday afternoon is, why do we get cold when we fast sometimes?
1: That's because our bodies are transitioning to fat burning mode and we're not burning quite enough fat yet. Okay. Okay. Fuel less. so you know that you're really fueling on fat, like almost all of your body, but a little bit of your brain is fueling on fat when you feel feel warm. I I started um, in spring was when I started fasting, and that summer I wore hoodies and like two pairs of socks all summer long. And Toronto gets hot, like 100 110 degrees Fahrenheit. And I was so cool, so cold. But then when December hit, when it was, there was snow outside, I was so warm, I could walk out to my car in a t-shirt. Um, so that just comes with time. As your body becomes a better fat burner and it transitions from sugar burning into fat burning much smoother, um, then you're not going to experience that coldness anymore.
0: Wait, you say you're always warm because if you're if you're always warm, that usually means your body is not burning fat. It's It's...
1: You're warm if you're fueling on something. So you're warm if
0: you're fueling. So I've been warm my whole life, which means uh, I was probably fueling on all that (laughs) sugar. Okay, cool. Didn't know that. All right. A lot of people have questions about supplements. Um, Do they take their vitamin during an extended fast or intermittent fasting? Um, Does it knock them out of autophagy? Can they take their fish oil? What do they do?
1: So in terms of autophagy, it it is problematic um, because there are binders and stuff in supplements. So if I'm doing a pretty strict fast looking for autophagy, which is a deep cellular recycling, anti-aging disease prevention uh, property or physiological state, then I I stay away from that. I actually, for cancer patients, um, I don't let them brush their teeth. I don't ask I don't let them wash their hair or use lotion. They can shower, but like they're using a salt scrub um, if if they want to use anything at all. Cause you really need to have that nutrient deprivation. But if you're fasting for metabolic reasons and you're looking to lose weight, diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, fatty liver, um, you can absolutely take your supplements when you're when you're fasting. Um, will they be that effective? That's the question. Because most vitamins are fat soluble, so if you don't consume them with fat then they're not going to absorb very well. Um, Not all, like magnesium is not fat soluble, so you can take magnesium at any hour of the day and it should be effective. some magnesiums are more effective than others, but vitamins like vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So if you're taking that and you're drinking water all day long, it's, you're not really going to absorb it very well. You're, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're going to end up with really expensive
0: urine. From, <laughs> yeah,
1: okay.
0: What about probiotics?
1: Probiotics you can absolutely take on an empty stomach. I know the packaging often says that you should take with food um, food does enhance their absorption like absorption or efficiency a bit, but I actually I took mine this morning with water so okay yeah.
0: all right so um, I, 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 autophagy the renewal of cells you know all this is happening mostly when you're mostly just doing a water fast and water and salt, and I am doing water salt pickle juice and coffee. And I drank tea yesterday. It was so gross. God, I just really hate tea. Um, And I I wish I liked it, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying a new tea every day. I had vanilla chamomile yesterday. It was horrible. Um, But thank goodness for coffee and water and all that. But autophagy, so one one thing I'm confused about is I feel like when I do an extended fast, I see a difference in my skin. It looks like at first it looks kind of cruddy. And then about two days in, it starts looking really good. And I'm obviously not not experiencing autophagy because I have coffee and I have pickle juice, but I feel like secretly maybe I am because, and I will do this every day. I'm not gonna wear makeup because I hardly ever wear makeup, but also so you can see, if you go back and watch the videos and we'll watch it during this 10 days, I just start looking like hotter. Like I get like this little glow and my skin looks really good and I'm not doing anything. And so, like, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, that's because autophagy. That's because I'm getting some cell renewal or something. But then I read if I have coffee with a little cream in it, and I'm, what's up with that? Tell me it's really happening, Megan. So, dairy protein, we know absolutely
1: inhibits autophagy. Absolutely. Okay. Sh- down. Now, there's nothing more in the world that is a like, stop to autophagy more than dairy protein. But as for black tea or green tea or black coffee, um, does that really inhibit it? We don't know. Uh, so when I have a patient who's got, like, stage four breast cancer, we know water doesn't for certain. So, like, this like this woman's life, her children, her family, uh, you know, you, we've got to give her all of, like, the best possible regimen. Um, right. In, in terms of – there just needs to be so much research. I studied all kinds of physi- physiology. is my background. Yeah. Um, and I'm only 34. I didn't finish up with school that long ago, and there was no such thing as autophagy. I went to the University of Toronto, which is one of the best schools in the world. It's one of the top five medical programs in the entire world, and there was, like, autophagy wasn't a thing. It's a very new science, um, very, very new. So we're learning about it. You know, to be perfectly honest, and this is anecdotal evidence, um, but a, a lot of my patients, in uh, particularly in clinic now i work with tons of people online most of the idm program is online so we work with people all over the world but I, we did start out in clinic so i physically see these patients measure these patients and then most of my patients drink tea drink coffee drink some broth periodically mostly they just use the broth for the first month and then they get sick and tired of making it and then they, yeah. they just the rest but they don't have loose skin For the the majority of them, like 90% of them don't have any loose skin. So for that to occur, you need to have some autophagy um so you know so in my personal experience in terms of loose skin and autophagy and you know seeing improvements with skin tea and coffee doesn't seem to be that problematic if you're not adding milk or or stevia or anything to it so but hopefully i I hope for my own sake i am the opposite of you eve i i can live without coffee but i need my tea so i hope for my Sake, You know, in 10 years from now, we find out that green tea makes autophagy like super powered. And uh, then I am not a pleasant woman without my tea in the morning. So I, I sympathize with everybody out there. Drinking water is boring. It's so boring all day long, especially when you're trying to do it for like days at a time. Um, but it's, you know, for right now, if you're really trying to treat a chronic condition or a very serious life-threatening condition, try to stick to water. Otherwise, you know, really try to get to the point where you are drinking your tea and coffee black or as black as possible.
0: Got it. All right. Well, we will get more. And I want to talk more about the skin issue this week. Um, I want to talk about more about IBM program this week, but we're going to wrap it up because we are almost out of time for the day. Um, But check out Megan at IDMProgram.com. If you're preparing for a fast, read about, you know, getting over the holidays, read about the fat fast, uh, and and see there's there's so many resources there that you can check out. And tomorrow we are going to be back at 10 a.m. CST. It won't be so dang early. Megan and I will just be like on top of the world at, at that point. And if you want to check out the videos that we've done so far, I have a day zero, day one, day two, day three is going to be up soon. It's fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N. That's 10. So fasting.fyi forward slash 10. You can see all our videos there. We are checking out on the Obesity Code Network Facebook group what questions you guys have. And we're pulling the questions for the next day. So please put your questions in there. We're not getting to all of them, but we are getting to the ones that we see repeating the most um and, and megan i hope you have a fabulous day thank you so much for coaching me through i'm not crazy yet but there's always tomorrow <laughs> thank well, you megan oh bye, everybody. bye bye have a great day
1: thank you happy fasting